Throw me the ball and watch what I do with it. You are now tuned in to the Cherry Picking Podcast with your host, Andre Cherry. everybody thank you for downloading another very special episode of the cherry picking podcast it's a special episode for all the wrong reasons as you now know as you've been listening to this podcast and been following world events that the coronavirus is here COVID-19 as it's called and I had to hop on the mic just to release my thoughts and release my feelings in a positive outlet because it's just scary to see this news quickly evolving as these cases rapidly pop up across the globe. You know, we're seeing it more specifically in the in the United States now, and several states have called a state of emergency. I was just in Illinois this past week for work, and while I was out there on Monday, I believe the state had issued uh, the state of emergency or the governor. Governor Pritzker announced that they were addressing a state of emergency for the state of Illinois. And so, you know, little by little, these states are all starting to have these states of emergency. I live in Pennsylvania. They had announced a state of emergency about a week or so ago. And it's just crazy seeing how this virus is spreading across the globe. And actually, you can't can't see it, you know. You, You just hear about it and you... You see the reports on the news, and it is a little scary. I'm, I'm not going to lie. It's scary seeing the numbers increase every day, seeing the death toll rise every day. And it's it's just scary times. This is something that I've never experienced before in my lifetime. I know we've had viruses spread um, in my lifetime, but not not at the same clip or the same rate as this COVID-19 or coronavirus and it's just, it's got me, it's got me a little scared. It's got me a little worried. I, I just came back from Chicago today, uh, earlier this evening. I was out there for work, as I mentioned previously. And I was in the airport today. And I was, I was in a couple of airports. I was in three airports. Uh, I was in um, at Midway. Then I flew to St. Louis. And then my final destination of Philly. And in all three of those airports, it was noticeably quiet there there wasn't uh, a busyness to airports that you'd normally expect, especially at the time that I was flying, which was around noon. Uh, today, I, I got at the airport, and I didn't see the same amount of rush. It was pretty quiet at, at Midway. I've never seen that before. Um, and then when we flew to St. Louis, it was still pretty quiet as well at, at the St. Louis-Lambert Airport. And then when I got to Philly, it was also quiet. It was also slow. And, uh, you know, we'll probably see more of this as people start canceling plans. We, I had plans with my family to go to California in April. That got canceled uh, last week. Uh, we had another conference in Hershey, PA. It would have been our first time out there. That got canceled today. And so, you know, little by little, we're seeing all these conferences. Uh, South by Southwest got canceled. Coachella pushed their their weekend out to October. Uh, I think they were going to start in early April, and that got pushed out several months uh, to the fall. And it's just it's scary times right now. And 
I'm not really sure what the future will look like. We're now seeing reality where NBA has just suspended all of its games for this season. They will they will resume action at some point this season, but you know we're we're unsure when that'll when that'll happen. We're unsure when they will come back, and you know maybe that's not really a big deal right now in the grand scheme of life. Sports and athletics and entertainment don't really matter as much as just our life. You know what I mean? It's scary to see all these folks die or hear about these deaths, all these baby boomers. And it's just, it. I just don't know how to process in words right now how I'm feeling. Um, but I, I had to hop on this podcast and I had to release this content that I, that I had created with my buddy Casey Callanan uh, over the weekend, over the past weekend. I was waiting to put this out maybe a week or two later, but due to the current events of of the world right now in regards to how this virus is spreading and how it's affecting lives, I thought that there was some relevance to upload this and submit this right away for you guys to listen to. If I sound all over the place, it, it's because I am, um, and I just I want to get something out right now due to the timing of this virus. Specifically, I mentioned um, the March Madness basketball, which is set to start next week. It hasn't been canceled yet. I suspect it may be because of the NBA suspending all action. Uh, we've seen some sports, some sports leagues, the major sports leagues have not allowed reporters in the locker room which I, I'm not really sure what that was going to do. You know, like it, it didn't really make sense to me that reporters wouldn't be allowed in the locker room, but they thought that would be the the first step in trying to prevent the spread of this disease or this, this virus. And then now today, the NBA has suspended its season. I was just at the Chicago Bulls game with my dad. We saw the Bulls play the Cavaliers. They won. Last night it was like 108 to 102 or something like that, or 101. And so I saw a Bulls game with my dad. He hadn't been to the United Center in probably five or six years. It was a very special moment that I spent with my dad. And, you know, I don't get to see him often because I live in Philly. They live in Chicago. And so I was really excited to go to the game. We had a great time. And then I I get back this evening to Philadelphia and I learned that the NBA has suspended all games, which is probably a good call. I think Rudy Gobert, he tested positive for the coronavirus, I heard. So, you know, instead of putting folks in, in harm's way, suspend the season. And then the NBA does a great job of being logical thinkers to things. Um, the commissioner, Adam Silver, needs a lot of credit for how he handles the league and how he handles relations you know, within the the league and then with the public, he's very transparent. And I think this is a reasonable move to suspend these games. Now, the obvious question is what will happen to March Madness? What will happen to the MLB season? Uh, What will happen to spring football? I mean, I know it's not, uh, it doesn't necessarily rank among the the top leagues in terms of of, uh, interest. You know, there's probably interest in specific bases, fan bases, but in terms of the sports sphere, spring football is probably at the bottom of the list next to the NBA, hockey, 
baseball. You know, you got all these these pro leagues going right now. It's starting to get hot. Uh, NCAA basketball is probably the biggest event this month. And so there's a lot of questions that will need to be answered soon, and I'm sure we'll get those answers fairly soon. But if, if I sound like I'm all over the place, it's because I am. Because I just I really had to hop on here to just express how I'm feeling. It's, it's really sad and scary times that we're living in right now. From what you see on the news, it'll get worse before it gets better. But I hope that you are taking the necessary precautions to wash your hands, to stay out of large crowds, and just be safe. And if you're feeling sick or, or ill, definitely don't be afraid to go reach out to get some help, get tested to see if you have the coronavirus, because I'm sure if you've been following the news like I have, you're probably just as scared as I am. But with that said, I'm going to put this podcast up right away. It's it's unedited. I apologize for that. But I got to put it up because in the interest of time, I think it needs to go out ASAP. So with that, thank you guys for listening to me ramble. I'm going to post this podcast. What you're about to hear are uh, uh, comments from myself and my buddy Casey Callanan. We're just talking about uh, random topics. We tied back into football. And then I also, I think towards the end, I talk about the coronavirus. So hope you guys enjoy the content. Again, it's unedited, uh, unfiltered. And so that won't happen again. But in the interest of time, I had to get this out ASAP. So thank you guys for your support. Man, my throat's all scratchy if you can hear. I'm actually coming down with a cold, I I think. I... um, I slept with the window open before I flew out to uh, to Chicago, and I think I got sick from the cold air breathing that in. Uh, but I hope that I hope to God I don't have coronavirus. But uh, just uh, stay tuned on that, I guess. But anyways, with that said, here's the podcast that I did with my good friend Casey Callanan. And uh, without further ado, here we go. Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in to another very special episode of the Cherry Picking Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Andre Cherry. And with me today is my good friend, you know him, you love him, Casey Callanan, a.k.a. Casey Kane, is in the Cherry Picking Studios in Philadelphia, North Philly. What's up, Casey? Hey, hey, good to be back. Let's go. Casey came up from Baltimore. Uh, As you've heard on my last podcast from this season three, can't believe we're already in season three, but... We did a podcast together just recently about uh, Tom Zbikowski. I hope you guys enjoyed it. It's out there on my website, cherrypickingsports.com, for you to enjoy. Casey also uh, released the podcast as well under the Characters of Boxing and Beyond podcast. So I'm uh, really excited to always have Casey come in. Anytime you're coming into the studio, it's always a good time. So uh, how was that drive up to, from Baltimore, man? No traffic. It was golden. How, when did you, how long did it take you to get up here? Uh, an hour and a half. Only an hour and a half? Really? I live right next to 95. Oh, so you just breeze through. I breeze through on that highway, man. No problems. That's what's up. Well, welcome. Yeah. Welcome we got to Philly, some cheesesteaks this morning. That was some serious food, yeah, man. We will definitely get into our little adventure that we had today, but I just want to kick this off. Casey, I'm glad you're here because that coronavirus is scaring a lot of people. I'm sure we'll talk about that later as well, but yes, you drove up alone which is good because they're telling people to not be in groups. My hands were clean the whole time. Your hands were clean. That's uh, that's good because you know I got my family up here now, so of course we can't. We, we ain't trying to pass that illness through to anybody else, man. I got that Lysol. <laughs> okay, that good stuff. 
But uh, yeah, Casey came up, and Casey, I I tried to give you a Philadelphia experience that I I that I hope that you you've not had before. You know, you've been up here a few times already. How was your day, man? We what? How'd we? Uh... Oh, this city's so cool. I would have to say we did two things that I had on my mind. I must say, I discover all the cool things to do through Instagram. <laughs> I don't know, like one this person I went to college with. Uh, she was at the Mitchell and Ness store and like was posting it to her Instagram story. And I was like, this is like the coolest store ever. Like the 90s sports nerd inside of me was like having a field day when I was looking at her Instagram stories. Cause you know, you click on the location and then you can see all the pictures that I'm posting. I'm like, what is this Mitchell and Ness store that I've never heard of? Basically it's just all cool old school sporting stuff, like official jerseys, the most throwback things you've ever seen. And I guess this is the only store that they have on the planet. Like the only retail really? location. Yeah, because Mitchell and Ness is a Philadelphia brand. Yeah, I know it's the, the flagship, but I, I I had assumed that there were other locations throughout the country. I know you can get a lot of their stuff online. Uh, oh, they have a huge online presence. But the, the only retail brick-and-mortar store is right here in Center City, Philadelphia, they have the license like to do basically every all the major sports gear. Um so you know they have all the NFL stuff, all the anything you could think of. NFL, NBA, and then baseball. They have some crazy baseball stuff too. Yeah, I mean you're not you're not lying Casey when you say that um you know I mean it definitely is an experience. Uh you said it was, you know, if you were a, a fan of these teams and the the vintageness of all the memorabilia. Yeah. It's definitely a throwback to like the nineties with some of the gear that they have. The like, pricing was confusing to me. Cause like there was like this cool, like, like Cubs jacket from the forties. It looked like it was from like the forties. Like, and it was nice dude, but it was like $500. And I was like, what? It was $450 or something. But then there was that, that really cool Celtics warm up jacket. That was like satin A Celtics warm up jacket from 2008. The Kevin Garnett year. season. I would have thought that would have been like $500. Yeah, but it was 130 without tax because there's no tax on sales or on clothes. There's no sales tax on clothes in Philly, which is awesome. And I didn't know I was pleasantly he was, surprised. Yeah, very pleasantly surprised. Yeah, so I scooped up that Celtics warm-up jacket because, I mean, you're either Lakers or Celtics, baby, and I'm Celtics all day, East Coast. Yeah, Casey, I know you, you've got strong ties on the East Coast. I'm not a Celtics fan or claim to be one. But that Boston Celtics warm-up jacket that you had is pretty fresh, man. That team was special, man. I had to rep that. <laughs> I hope you got some nice sneakers to wear with that. That's the thing. You got to, like, the jacket is so cool, but it's got to be matched up with the right kicks. It's got a lot of black in it. So, like, if you can wear some just, like, low-key vans, some black vans or something, I feel like I have. So I could probably just do that. Yeah, because the chest piece was green, right? Was yeah. it the Celtics green? 2008, they wore a lot of, like, black with the green. And then the black on the sleeves, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, no, it was. It was no doubt. It was fresh. NBA man. uniforms are weird now, though. There's like 20 different combinations for each team, <laughs> like the variations crazy? that they could wear. Yeah, now they have the a sponsor on the team too. Like there's like a there's like a like an Office Depot logo on like the Magic, and you're like, wait, what? I saw one of the teams has like a Bumble 
sponsorship? Is that oh, the Bumbles for sure? The yeah, Clippers. I think someone's got a Bumble sponsor. Uh, yeah. yeah, somewhere like so, the Timberwolves think, or something. Timberwolves yeah. Bumble. It's someone. Yeah, I've seen it too. That's funny, dude. The, about the throwbacks. You remember? I remember back in the day, throwbacks were so rare that the Bulls. I love their their logo or their their whole scheme, the red and the and the yeah. white. But then I remember one of the biggest throwbacks they had was when they do the St. Patrick's Day green. And it was only, those were the only, that was the only throwback that I really recall. Was it really throwback or was it more alternative? Oh, would you call that an al- because, yeah, alternative? Yeah, alternative, yeah, obviously. Yeah. I think it's like just I mean, called alternative. So an alternative jersey. But that was like the only jersey I was aware of until now. Recently, you know, there's these, uh, the, what is it, the Chicago the shy throwback the stags they wear the chicago stag the bulls were you know what i'm talking about where it's like uh the the chicago flag uh yeah and like, that's what i'm saying with the nba jerseys right now there's so many combinations it's hard to keep track but way back in 08 there was only like you know two or three jerseys that you wear yeah but yeah i definitely picked up that celtics jacket at the michelin nest store that place fresh, man. that store is wild it, I mean, I'm glad you came away with something. You so much cool stuff, it. dude. Yeah. Was there anything else that really caught your eye in there? The, the baseball stuff really yeah. was something that caught my eye. Yeah, some there was some cool jerseys. stuff. That Vladimir Guerrero Expos jersey, I definitely. That was sick. Yeah. Maybe you, when you come back, come back. I just like in. going in that store. I'll wear that Celtics jer- jacket because it's, it's so fresh. But, like, I mean, I, as much as I love, like, the Vladimir Guerrero Montreal Expos jersey, like I'll never wear it. When am I gonna wear that, dude? Maybe to a cool party or something in the summertime. I don't get invited anymore, man. Why not? Dude, I'm old. I'm like, uh, you know, I'm not going out like that anymore. Not, not as uh, social as I once was. That's what happens when you get old, right? Yeah, wait. Uh, life moves pretty fast, Casey. I mean, you're uh, a young man still. You're about to get married here, but I can tell you from experience. Just from having a daughter, Zola, who's also been on the, the Cherry Picking Podcast a few episodes. Um, yeah, life life definitely changes once you hit that, uh, like I'd say, early 30s Yeah, is usually where it slows down. Just to wrap up the Michelin Nest talk, though. Um, so we went there, but they didn't. You, We're going to, um, spoil alert, whenever this gets dropped, uh, you know, it might be a couple weeks after we record this. But we're going to the Flyers game tonight, Philadelphia Flyers. And uh, you were trying to pick up some Flyers gear, dude, because they're hot. You live in Philly. You want to rep your team a little bit. Um, but they didn't have any hockey stuff at the Michelin North, uh, Nest store. Yeah. I, they must not have an NHL license, you know? I overheard the gentleman who uh, runs the store. And I feel like, is Michelin Nest fairly new? or is it? Better? I'm not sure, man. That's a great question. I know I had a Michelin Nest, speaking of the Celtics, I had a Larry Bird all-star game. Michelin Nest jersey back in like 2005 when I was like a freshman in college. So it's been around for at least that long. I feel like our age group, I I feel like, and I could be, this could be completely wrong, but I thought Michelin Nest was founded by a couple of young guys. And I think they just have built their their store into what it is, the brand into what it is. I've got a couple throwback jerseys. I could see that. It's a Philadelphia original. I just, that's all I know. That's cool. That's cool that it's a Philly original, that they got the one brick and mortar store. But I thought I overheard the, the uh, gentleman at the register saying that they have contracts or they have licensing with the NHL, but they're prohibited from selling the gear in their, in their store. I think they have to, they can, they have a presence within each stadium. 
So say if you're going to go to Chicago Blackhawks, you'll see Mitchell and Ness products in the United Center, like at the game. But I thought he had said something to the fact that they can only sell it online or at the actual the venues, which could explain why we didn't see any uh, NHL gear in there. All right. I got to shut down your idea that it's a new story founded by young kids. I'm on their Wikipedia page right now. The first line is, Mitchell and Ness is an American sports clothing company founded in 1904. So there goes okay. that. There goes that. So they, were, they were young kids yeah. in 1904 that started it. I, possible. Adults. Yeah, dude. That's I'm not funny, sure what I was man. thinking. No, that's awesome. Silly me. Nah, they've just been around for a while. Maybe they just came back like with a vengeance, you know? Like maybe the brand was shelved for a while and then it just came back with a boom. People, I don't know. People love throwbacks, man. And Mitchell and Ness is they're really good at at providing vintage gear. Yeah. And I think you can't go wrong with a vintage jersey or a vintage shirt or whatever the case may be. People love that that throwbackness. What yeah, might be new is right. the hardwood collection or whatever it's called. The hardwood classics. That's oh, all okay. the basketball jersey stuff that they have. Okay. I think that's relatively new. And then they do it for NHL jerseys as well. So, And if you're a hockey snob, you call it an NHL sweater. You're not oh, allowed yeah. to say jerseys. Have you ever been connected, corrected by a hockey snob? Oh, definitely. By kids that we grew up with, man. Dang, dude. Those kids are crazy. I was like, can I have one of those jerseys? And they're like, it's actually a sweater, Cherry. Get it right. Yeah, you've gotten shade thrown at you because you're from Naperville, Illinois, which is hardcore Chicago Blackhawks territory. And, like, you were just, like, innocently, like, when you first moved to Philly, you were telling me you just, like, posted something. Like, you were at a Flyers game, and you just, like, were posting something on Facebook or something that was like, yo, man, this is a cool city. The Flyers game is a fun time. And you were you were just like this is awesome, and then someone was like, someone just commented, well, "You better just stay in Philly, man. This, you, know, you you can't come home to your Blackhawks or something like that, right?" Yeah, no, you you had it right. It was uh, when I first moved to San Diego and then Philly. I did this thing where I post pictures a day. Do you remember that? Where I post a picture every day. It'd be like a numbered picture. So like one would be me moving to San Diego. Two would be me getting like in and out or something. Like so, I would just try to. Every day, I would post a picture for a year so that it would get me out of my comfort zone yeah. to go out and explore and to meet people. Yeah. And it really wasn't trying to – I wasn't trying to be braggadocious or anything like that. No. I was really just trying to capture these memories. Yeah. And so when I came to Philly, I restarted the clock and did the same thing in Philly. And so it might have been like day 106. I went to my first hockey game. Yeah. And I posted online that I was so excited, a new tradition I'm starting in Philadelphia – and my boy that I grew up with. You were, like, excited. You were, like, a little kid. You were, like, oh, this is so fun. Like, hockey's yeah, so dude. cool. I was, like, flyers. The flyers die. are fun. Yeah. They're, like, <laughs> so like, innocent. He's, like, you better not bring your punk ass back here <laughs> again. He's, like, you can stay in Philly, but don't bring that don't bring that junk, talking that junk to Chicago. Because at the time, Dang, dude. the Hawks were still kind of relevant. That's crazy. It was, like, they are kind of coming down on the, on the yeah. downturn. Yeah. But they were still... They have like a rabid fan base, and I don't know what it is about hockey, but I feel like people go, or at least in Chicago, people went in hard for the Blackhawks after that first cup. And I feel like it's probably waned off a little bit, you would say? Philadelphia is a very intense sports city. So is Boston. Chicago. Chicago as well. And I don't, I mean, we've talked about this before. I don't think we've ever talked about it on podcasts. I don't know if like, you know, there might be some 
hardcore fans that are listening to this and they must they just probably love their team and they're die hard or whatever but you know I was born in Rhode Island and I'm like a New England sports fan because of that I grew up I was like at the tail end of Larry Bird and like Patriots are awful when I was a little kid but like you know I liked I liked I repped them dude like I was from Rhode Island then we moved out to Chicago area as a young lad and it was all this was before the internet really so it was like all Bears, Bulls, and so like I kind of like like the Chicago teams because like I didn't even really get to know about what was going on back east. So I just adapted like the Chicago teams, and how could you not when Jordan was killing it? So I like don't really have like crazy ties to one team. Like so I kind of like the New England's teams. I I like Chicago sports, and like I live in Baltimore now. So like I like even rep like the Orioles and Ravens. Like why not? I just like sports, man. I like going to games. My goal is to see every single NHL arena, which is by the way coming up. We're gonna check one off the list tonight at the Wells Fargo Center. I just love sports, man. I love going to games and I'm chill. Like I, I want to just be chill, enjoy the game. Like I'll root for the home team pretty much every event I go to. And, like, I'm just chill. Like, I don't understand. Like, and I'm diehard. Like, the one team I'm crazy about is West Virginia. Yeah. And I just, I mean, I never understood when people get, like, mad about, like, you repping teams. It's just like, yo, there's way more problems in the world where we don't need to, like, just use sports. Just use sports to make you happy. Like, since when does sports become, like, politics where people get so heated and angry and, like, throw shade? It's like like gang mentality, bro. It's like you rep. You rep a team. It's like you're born into it and you die with it. Yeah. Like you can't ever change. I don't understand. I can't be. You now I'm in my office right now in the studios where on the walls you see Los Angeles Rams pennant, a, a San Diego Chargers pennant, Bears pennant. Uh, I've got like all this memorabilia that's from all different different teams and variations from all different leagues. I've got a, a Washington Redskin helmet in my office as well. So it's like I understand what you're saying, Casey. That's just like, like sports, man. I I don't want to, like, make it be, like, a negative, like, in, like, God, people fight at, like, every NFL game with each other. It's just, like, a lot of that's because they're just drunk and obnoxious. But, like, yeah, man, I just, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it either. And I went to a game with my dad uh, back, this was probably in the 90s, we went to a Bears game. My dad is a pretty hardcore Cowboys fan. And he's a, he was from North Carolina. So, you know, there, there wasn't a team out there when he was growing up. So, the Cowboys were always on TV, America's team. Yeah. And so for some reason, my dad decided to wear a Cowboys jersey to a Bears versus Redskins game when uh, Nick Saban was the coach, I want to say, of the Redskins. Wow. Was he the coach of the Redskins? Or who am I thinking of? Oh, not uh, not Saban. Um, the coach from South Carolina. Saban coached the Dolphins. No, I'm thinking of... Uh, he never coached the Redskins. No, you know, you know what I'm talking about. The coach who... Spurrier? Was, yeah. Steve Spurrier was the coach there. But to get back to the point, we were uh, we were getting some sort of concessions or something, and my dad was wearing his jacket, and like these Washington Redskins fans were trying to give him some crap for wearing that, and it wasn't it wasn't going to come down to blows or anything like that. But it's it's always awkward. It's like, can I just go to the game and That's watch the game? That's a good point. It is awkward. Yeah, like I'm not trying to get into conversation or have some sort of heated argument with you because I rep another team and you rep. Uh, a team that doesn't like that team yeah. in terms of fan bases. It's just like I'm not I'm not paying all that money to go to a game to get into some sort of verbal like confrontation. Yeah, man. When I have my kid here, I, I can't ever bring Zola to an Eagles game, dude. Damn, ever, dude. 
That's I, crazy. I can't ever bring her to a game because I've been to an Eagles game in the preseason. They were playing the Colts, and this girl that I was – one of my friends, she, she was with me. She got cussed out by other girls for wearing a Colts jersey. Now, mind you, the Colts aren't in the NFC. You know, it's not in the same division. It doesn't really matter. It was a preseason game. And it's like you want to ruin this person's experience just because she's wearing a Colts T-shirt that she got from Target or something. That's like, crazy. It's crazy, man. But I, I feel what you're saying. Be a fan of, of didn't sports. you? Didn't you go to Toronto and buy like a? And by the way, I also just rep a lot of random teams because I like the colors. I like the uniforms. Definitely, I'll rep cool hats. Like I went to Calgary, Canada to go skiing over the winter with my fiance, and I bought like a sweet Calgary Flames hat. Like at the game, it's a sweet hat. I didn't wear it today, but uh, like I'll just wear random teams that I like their uniform. I like their colors and. Dude, like, people, like, I don't understand, man. Like, why can't you just wear, like, say you're wearing, like, a Raptors jersey or, like, a Raptors shirt and someone comes up to you, like, oh, you like the Raptors? And just start talking trash. You just be like, I just like the shirt. I just like the shirt. (laughs) The logo's cool. Like, I went to Toronto once. Toronto's a pretty dope city. Like, It is beautiful. I just like this shirt. Like, why can't I just wear this? This is a free country, I thought. Like, but you got to deal with knuckleheads. That want to make it, and it's always awkward. I brought it's a, always awkward. Uh, Toronto Blue Jays hat, a cap, and it has the championship ring on the side. I thought it was pretty cool, pretty fresh, pretty unique, because you can't get that type of hat anywhere else. I can't get that in Philly. And so I, as soon as I purchased it, some dude came up to me and was like, and he knew that we were from Philly, um, and he was just like, dude, why'd you get this hat? You know that the Blue Jays beat the Phillies, right? I was like, oh, in the World no. Series in like 1993. He's like, you're gonna get jumped out there, dude. <laughs> I'm like, and I've been, I've been joking with Casey. I'm like, man, I don't think I can wear this hat, or I'm gonna get into some trouble. Yeah. But to your point, man, you want to go to all NHL stadiums? I want to go to all MLB stadiums. I have a pretty big list growing right now, and every time I go to a new stadium, I try to get their cap. Um, now, clearly, there are teams that I'll never wear, so you'll never see me in a Chicago White Sox cap. Like that's a no-no. You're not going for that Dr. Dre look? No, you won't see me in, like, in as an NWA member. Like You won't <laughs> see me in those caps. You will not see me in a LA, uh, LA Dodgers cap ever. Yeah. You I, probably won't see me in a Yankees cap either. Probably those are would probably the that. teams that I won't be wearing. But everyone, everyone else is free, fair game. Yeah, I don't care for any of those teams' uniforms either. But I would wear a Kobe shirt all day, dude. I, I feel a little different about... NBA, like I don't have any other NBA jerseys that I wear. I I wear Dennis Rodman's Bulls jersey, but for nice. the NFL, I have all the top running backs jerseys just collecting dust in my in my uh, closet. But do you not wear jerseys anymore? I don't know, man. Is there a certain age when you that you reach in life where it's unacceptable to wear jerseys? I have a rule that <laughs> you can always wear whatever the hell you want to wear. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> No, I mean, it's just finding the what, the reason to wear it. I used to be an avid bowler, so I'd wear uh, a different jersey every every night of my bowling. Okay. Um, but I'm not bowling anymore. Like, I don't, I don't have a reason to wear jerseys just on a random Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I get it. I get it. 
You want to wear them on Sunday, I feel like. That's a good time to wear a jersey, especially in the Northeast here when you have, like, so many different NFL teams in this little area between Boston and D.C. There's, like, 10 NFL teams. So, like, on Sunday, like, you want to rep your your team's jersey at the bar. Like, (laughs) are you Giants? Are you Jets? Like, are you, you know, Skins or... Ravens. I feel like that is like a time where people are trying to wear jerseys to make a statement. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you go into a bar where every game is on the TV and like, you just want to rep your team. I feel like. Uh, Respect to people. I I never give anybody any crap for wearing a different Jersey. Like say if you were a Packers fan wearing a a Jersey in Chicago, I I think there is, there's a segment of folks in Chicago that are Packers fans, whatever reason. But I don't, I feel like, I feel like you don't, you wouldn't get, crap for going to a bar would you unless you went into like that team's bar so if you went into a chicago bears bar like would you get crap for wearing a packers jersey i don't know probably i just yo do you actually remember when the bears were playing the jacksonville jaguars like maybe six years ago some dude from chicago got killed no that sounds terrible. he got knifed to death out of the, in the what bar. i didn't remember that it, you know, it's dangerous, man, to wear somebody else's jersey in, an, in another city. But I feel like on the East Coast, people tolerate it a little bit better up here. I don't know. I don't know, man. It's it's a scary world out there. Speaking of scariness, do you think the coronavirus stuff is going to impact spring football? I'm, I'm keeping an eye on that, Casey, because um, as you may know, the NCAA basketball tournament for D3 basketball just kicked off recently. And I heard something in the news just the other day that the opening round games had been played where no um, no fans were allowed in the in the gym for those games. And so that was just on the D3 level. So I'm interested to see what they'll do for March Madness. And then spring ball, like you said, is right around the corner. Our, a lot of teams have their spring games. So like the uh, Temple Owls have the cherry and white game that will be coming up here soon. I'm curious to see if they will allow folks to sit in the stands for that. I'm I'm a little nervous. Um, I think maybe the spring games may have no attendance, but I don't know how it will impact fall football. Um, I'm hoping by then, like by the end of summer, this coronavirus uh, mayhem will have died down by then, but... Right now, it's spreading like crazy, it seems like. I mean, I think 14 folks from the United States have died recently from this uh, virus, but it's it's gotten me a little nervous. What uh, what do you think? Well, it's, yeah, it's hard to say what the future is going to be like because it's really just going to be like a day-by-day, week-by-week thing. But I don't know how it ultimately ends up impact in college football but it'll be more interesting to see in before that what happens with the olympics that are slated to take place in one of the coronavirus hotbeds of tokyo and that's the summer olympics yeah i mean i know a lot of things are being canceled right now south by southwest just got canceled uh my family and i were supposed to go out to california in april for a work conference with my partner and i think that's going to be canceled here soon so I'm nervous about the spring. I don't know how that will impact the summer. But for something as big as the Olympics, it's like you have to start 
they have already probably had those discussions about what what is the contingency plan. Yeah. Do they move the Olympics to another location or are they just worried about the international presence of folks coming from areas that are impacted? Um, like you said, Japan is a hotbed, so I don't know logistically if they could go to another site um, or do you just cancel the Olympics this year and do it next year? Like, I, I don't know. But the thing know. is, a lot of these, these athletes are training. Like They train for years to get to this point. So it's like if you cancel it this year, are you messing up these athletes' uh, training regimens? Like Some of these athletes are peak, they're peak uh, Olympians, peak athletes that – you know, I, I don't know how what that does to a person's psyche overall, mentally and physically. I don't either, man. I just hope it gets hope starts to get better because yeah, it's getting scary out there for uh, for folks, man. I'm I'm nervous for NCAA basketball March Madness because if they cancel this for D three, imagine D one basketball. There's a, this brings in millions, millions, probably hundreds of millions of dollars for the uh, NCAA. You know, the contracts with CBS and all this stuff, uh, TNT, it's just, I just can't imagine the impact that it's going to have on basketball because it's already disrupting normal, average, everyday life. Yeah. Like, I'm looking at a bottle of Perel hand sanitizer in my office. Oh, yeah. You can't get that on the streets, man. Do you have um, five bold predictions for the upcoming 2020 NCAA season considering you are... The cherry picking master. Can you pick me five bold predictions? Five bold predictions? Yeah, I want some predictions, man. What what do you think is gonna happen that a lot of people aren't talking about? So if this coronavirus doesn't kill us all, is that a big Assuming coronavirus dies down, the the hype dies down, the incidences die down by the by the uh, fall. You know, by Labor Day, we're all set to go with college football on schedule. If that happens, do you have five bold predictions yeah, for the season? Bold predictions. I think Tennessee will number be, one. Tennessee. Well, I don't want to order them because I don't want to. I don't want to. All right. They have equal value. I don't want to. Oh, okay. Okay. You know, That's fair. Go uh, ahead. Which ones? Go ahead. Tennessee will win the SEC East. North Carolina will win the ACC Coastal. Chicago's Big Ten team, Northwestern, will probably be in the basement of the Big Ten West. That's not bold. That's a bold prediction, man. UNC winning the Coastal. Now that I think they could do it. I think Miami. That is a nice prediction. Miami's making some solid moves right now in this offseason, but I still haven't seen Manny Diaz coach yet. He's doing a lot of stuff. How can Miami be good next year? Ed Reed, your boy. A former they hired him up, man. They hired him, uh, former U. All right, so your first three predictions to recap was the UNC one. You said Tennessee's going to... Tennessee's going to be greatly improved. I mean, they finished 8-5. and five. That's not a bad season. Okay. But Tennessee's going to be hot, he says. Um, and he likes the heels. And yeah. then he said Northwestern's going to be bad. Yeah, I think they're going to be bad. Okay. I, I can't Number put... four, what's, up? what's next? Uh, number four... I think I think Texas is back. They're back. Okay, I wasn't no, sure if you were going to say bad or back. No, I don't know that they're back. Oh, okay. I think Oklahoma will probably win the Big 12 again this year. Okay, okay. There's some changes. Matt Rule is gone from Baylor. What's Neil Brown going to do in West Virginia? Do better than he did last year? Got to do better, man. How did they finish last year? Out of the bowls. They didn't make a bowl. They didn't make a bowl. 
They didn't make a bowl. They'll, they'll make a bowl. They didn't make a bowl. I think bowl, they'll make dude. a bowl next year. They didn't make no bowl game. And Holgerson, I don't know what he did in Houston. I don't think they were like that good or that bad. Do you remember? Uh, Derek King was the starter last year. And oh, remember, yeah. he decided to sit out. He redshirted the rest of the, the season. I think he played like three three games, three or four games. He redshirted, and then he made a big announcement that he was going to just take the year off to get better and that he had intended to stay with Houston this upcoming season. Mm-hmm. But Manny Diaz was able to go and, and get him to transfer to Miami. So that was probably the biggest thing they did this year at Houston, but they had a pretty – uh, pretty below average season, I want to say, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it wasn't very good. Um, so, ooh, um, what else is that? That was four. You uh, give, give me one more. Is that I think Alabama will make it back to the national championship game this upcoming season. I think they're going to be on a revenge tour, so to speak, ooh, okay. and I think they'll be back. Like the video game and WCW Revenge? Do you remember that on the N64? I do, I do remember that. Oh, man. It's the yeah. revenge tour. Okay. Just just like that, Casey. Yeah, it'll just be <laughs> yeah. just like that game. The Giant and Rey Mysterio? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot oh, Rey Mysterio man. was a, a WCW, dude. Don't forget that, ECW, dude. It's the pride of WCW, man. Yeah, dude. Cool. But, uh, yeah, th- those are the predictions. I think Tennessee will win the East. One. Carolina will win the Coastal. Two. Northwestern will be bad. Three. Chicago's Big Ten team. <laughs> Keep going. Uh, what was four? I said, uh, oh, uh, well, West Virginia will go bowling, I think. Oh, okay. And then Alabama will be back in the national championship game this year. All right. That's five bowl predictions. Yeah, Any fine. other thoughts? I mean, we got to head out to this All game. Right, we got to go soon. But uh, no, Casey, I'm glad that you were able to get on this mic. I'm glad you came up to Philly. It's always a great time to have you around. Five bold NCAA predictions. Bold predictions. That was bold. What are man. your predictions real quick before we get out of here? Oh, man. Uh, I think uh, BYU is going to run the table. No, I'm kidding. I don't know what. <laughs> I haven't thought about college football, to be honest with you. But, um, you know, you're the expert in-house on, co- on, C- on CFB. So I wanted to put you on the spot and give, and give uh, our listeners five things that have been rattling around in your head that were quite bold for this upcoming 2020 season hopefully it gets kicked off on time yeah hopefully it get kicked off on time hopefully spring games without incident yeah i i'm crossing my fingers knocking on wood that the coronavirus will uh die down but uh casey thank you for hopping up on this mic with me it's always a great time to have you here and i just want to thank everybody at home for listening to this episode Casey, just please tell the people where they can find your content, man. Hey, I'm on Twitter at Casey Talks Life. If you want to hear some of my shenanigans from a day-to-day perspective. Uh, And then if you like boxing, I have a boxing podcast. It's called Characters of Boxing. We got an episode about George Foreman about to drop, dude. Oh, Where's your grill at? (laughs) My grill is, uh, I think it's in storage somewhere. But it got me through... Got me through a lot of the moves. Biggs George is a quite affable guy. Hey, real quick, remember when he was on commercials back in the day? Was it Meineke or Midas that he did the commercials Mikey. for? There you have I know for sure it was Mikey. The break man. I don't know. I couldn't it was remember. Meineke, I'm positive. And I was too lazy to look it up later. So Yeah, man. Well, uh, yeah. Casey, Casey, thank you for hopping on here, man. Gang, gang. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all for listening at home. And uh, can't wait to uh, talk to you guys fairly soon here. Hope you have a great rest of the day, 
and we will be in touch. Yeah. Thank you again for tuning into my cherry picking podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to subscribe to my show and drop me a rating on Apple Podcasts. All of my digital content can be found at the website cherrypickingsports.com. If you are looking to interact with me via social media, my Twitter handle is at cherry underscore pickin. That's P-I-C-K-I-N. On my Twitter, you'll also find a link to my blog where I post my weekly college football predictions and analysis. I can also be reached via email at cherrypickinsports at gmail.com. Please feel free to reach out to me regarding what you like about this podcast or about what content you'd like to hear more of on future episodes. I sincerely thank you for your support, and I can't wait to talk to you again soon. Take care.